Regina Nissan, the presenting sponsor of Off the Huzzle Podcast. And this month, you can get the all-new Nissan during the Nissan Now event. Finance the all-new 2022 Nissan Sentra for 3.9% for 60 months. Or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Make sure to head on down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. Or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Your starting lineup, Turner Ripplinger, Troy Koser, Tori Coglin, and your host, Drew Koser. Presented by Nissan Regina, here is the Off the Huzzle Podcast. Hey everybody, we're back with an episode of Off the Hosel, episode 114. My name is Drew Koser. I'm your host, joined by the Italian Stallion, Tori Coglin. No Troy, no Turner. Uh, we got to talk to Turner about his time change here over in England. Troy's working. So we got Tori and Drew today covering uh, all the topics for you and also a great guest on today. A nail gun, played a lot of games. Was trying to take over the Ironman Street for a few times, but couldn't do it. Uh, Tori, what's going on, man? How are things? I'm good. I'm good, buddy. Just hanging out. Excited for uh, for the golf this weekend. Oh yeah, the old WGC match play. Oh, the World Golf Championships match play. Longest name ever. Uh, it is the long name, but it's aside from like Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup. And the majors, it's probably one of my favorites. I just like seeing these guys go toe-to-toe. Yeah. No, it should be a good event, for sure. Uh, before we get going too far here, I mentioned that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. Number one yeah, place getting your next vehicle, oil change, or any vehicle-related needs. Located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's time today to make the switch to drive Nissan. Already the open pit, only two of us here, so we should go through this pretty quick. As last week was a long episode, long podcast, but it was a great episode with Dave Jackson. I learned a shit ton. Yeah, learned so no, much. No, he was he was wicked. He was hilarious. He was funny. He was good. He was detailed. But we were long in the intro, and that, that's fine too. We had lots to talk about. Troy was back, and yeah, you know, it was Turner there. No, it was just me, you, and uh, me and Troy, I guess. So no, it was good though. But um, yeah, open pit. What's up, oh, buddy? I- First of all, I want to ask the listeners if they prefer the the longer intros or the shorter ones. So let us know. I like that. Okay, now to you. What's up, uh, big boy? Well, trick. Let's. Well, before we get to golf, we'll start with hockey because we always go hockey. Sure. Trade right. deadline. What were your thoughts? Um, I wasn't sure if Ken and I. I I only know Ken Holland from when Joey played there, but. Wasn't sure if he was sleeping at the deadline. He fell asleep, um, missed the alarm. <laughs> they didn't do anything. They needed a goalie. I think they, they didn't get one. Um, Toronto picked up Giordano. And okay. uh, so, uh, oh, Colin. 
Blackhurst. Yeah, Colin Blackhurst or yeah. Blackwell. Sorry. Blackwell. So I blackwelled out. I yeah, I don't know. I think they're more excited about getting their new jersey launch out, which is fine. Um Calgary didn't have to do a whole lot of moves. They were already so good, I think. They're mm-hmm. kind of just riding that wave. Minnesota, though. Oh. Hello, Billy G. Couple, couple Bill nice Guerin moves. Buzzing. Bill Guerin gets Marc Andre Fleury. Who else they got? Uh, they got a couple guys. Shit, I don't have it right in front of me, but they got someone else, another biggie. Oh, Brian Little got traded to the Phoenix Co- or Arizona Coyotes for just cap space, traded contract. It's a big move out of Winnipeg. Boom. I'm just trying to, I don't know, as an Oiler fan, I'm sure Troy would have a lot to say on this. Why wouldn't they try and get a goalie? How about, hey, Florida did pretty nice too, by the way. Oh, well, they signed Claude Drew or got Drew, I guess. Yeah. They got Drew and, um, this is so bad. <laughs> I should have written this stuff down, <laughs> but they picked up a couple pieces. Yeah, I saw Barkov said he got like 5,000 more followers on Instagram or something on social media. The managers got traded there. So oh, my said, goodness. He said, thanks, G. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, no, honestly, though, like, you, I think they need a goalie. They didn't get a goalie. Like, why? Like, I, I was just curious on teams that why John Gibson wasn't th- th- thrown around. You know? I, I don't know. <laughs> the least you're, you're a Leaf fan. Are you happy yeah. with your downer trade? Uh, yeah, very. Why? Just I, I feel like they needed just a little more depth on D. Basically, they picked him up cheap. He's going to be gone at the end of the year. It's a Rena player, but Renica. Hmm. Renica. Renica. But no, I, I I I thought it was a good move. They didn't give a whole lot up for him. Does Minnesota have a chance to win the cup now? Did they before this trade deadline and now that they have Flurry, a better chance to win? I, I think they have before and after. I mean, dude, there's so much parity in the league. I, I, I think everybody has a chance who makes the playoffs. Did you see the guy? Not Montreal. Who got traded from the Ducks to the Penguins? To the Ducks, to the Penguins. Yeah. And Whitney's tweet. It was hilarious. No, I missed it. Because I think the tweet was like basically from Pittsburgh's account saying the last time we traded a duck to the Penguins is a picture of Kuna <laughs> holding the cup. And yeah. it had like the little uh, <laughs> the skeleton emoji. It was hilarious. Um, let's see if I can find it here. Oh, here it is. Oh, Ricard Raquel. He goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like that's a huge, huge acquisition, I think. I love Ricard Raquel. Who was the dude that got traded from Vegas and ended up – it got shut down today by the NHL? Oh, was it the um, – It was a Russian name, like Indenov. Girdanov or something. I saw mm. that this morning too. Vegas Golden Knights. But Nothing. Anyways, listeners are loving life right now. I love it. Let's go to golf. Let's, let's do that. Hey, Who's your you pick this week? I always go Patrick Reed. Is he playing? Yeah. Patrick Reed. Okay. D 
give me I don't want to be cliche golf podcast, but give me Kevin Kisner. Love him. Is. Love it. Um, and you can't cheat this week because they've only played one match so far. Like last week, you fuck. Cameron Champ didn't tee off. Just throwing it out there. Like I said last week, he did not throw, he did not even tee off and he won the tournament. The tournament. The tournament. You you also didn't pick Cameron Champ. It was Cameron Smith. Or Cameron Smith. <laughs> Holy shit, Drew. Doesn't matter. At least you're not falling asleep this week. No, I'm wide awake because the boys are buzzing last night. In game four, the Storm rallied back and went 4-3 in regulation last night. 2-2 series. Now it's the best of three in a seven-game series here. The boys are buzzing. I give a lot of props to my boys. Where's game five, six, seven? Five Regina, six Pilot Butte at the Foil Dome, and seven back Regina. But hopefully we close it out in six. That'd be ideal. Well, you guys are going to. So I already told you that before. You did say that. You said Storm and Six. So we're excited. I had the numbers a little wrong last night. I said you guys were going to win 4-1, four th- four but you won 4-3. But I had the four, right? Well, so we were down 3-2, right. so we have, to get, we have to get four at least, as Tori said. It's the boys. Tori said we need four. Yeah. And so, the boys got four. If you're in the Regina area, come watch the Storm play. In Regina or Palo Butte, 10 minutes away. The barns have been buzzing. So come on down, hockey fans. All right. What else we got here? No, dude, back to the golf. We got to go through a couple, you know, these pods that they have now that they have groups of four. Yep. How about a a couple of these? Scotty Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Ian Poulter in the same, in the same grouping. Like Scotty Scheffler is just getting gang banged by European Ryder covers. Like that's a brutal drawing because i think they do a random now for some or something like that i could be wrong and mac hughes he got a tough draw he got dustin johnson max homa matthew wolf that's a nice one and then another one of uh Ryder cup and president cuppers spieth scott rose and keegan bradley and then of course the eventual winner who's going to be kiz justin thomas mark leishman and luke list that group is funny to me because Kisner hits it pretty short. JT, Leishman, and Luke List do not hit it short. Yeah, they hit it different group. They hit it quite group. the opposite of short. Speaking of Keegan Bradley, though, did you see this video I just watched right now? 46 no. seconds. It looks like about an eight, maybe a six footer. He does the old aim point. And he's oh, walked God. up and down twice behind it, then did the, the two-finger up, and then sets over the ball and proceeds to pull the putt. 46 seconds. And God knows how long he was doing it beforehand. Hey, like, did, did, you see, did you see him and Spieth yesterday on the same hole? They So... Spieth drove it in the water. It's a drivable par four. Yeah. Spieth drove it in the water, takes his drop, knocks it on the green. Uh, Bradley drove it to the back of the green, puts it off the front of the green into the water, takes a drop, which ended up being on the green, and they both make par. Jeez. 
both hit it in the water and both made par. I, I, I don't know. It cracked me up. That's match play, though, man. Yeah, you can make it 12 and, and birdie the next four holes and win. So match play, keep positive. But uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on the aim point? I hate it. Uh, I should I say hate it. I, I don't like it. I, I don't know it well enough. I've seen people use it, and I feel like it takes a lot of time. But I do yeah. think that there's there's obviously some validity to it. But it just it slows the game down, man. Just like, you know, we had Colin Coben on a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he's a quick player. And, and it's fun to play with fast people. And it's fun to go fast. But I feel like it slows everything down. But obviously, there's something to it. I, I don't know enough about it to really comment other than it's, you know, slow some people down. Yeah, that's fair. I'm all about playing fast. Like Ricky Bobby. I want want to go fast. Exactly. There it is. Uh, What else we got here, Tori, before we go to our guest today? Uh, Well, to take take Troy's spot. Oh, uh, also quickly before you go, before you go. I got to mention the listeners. Sorry that there hasn't been a consistent basis of podcast dropping. I'm just so busy with hockey right now with practices and video and playoffs and, you know, winning right now. So uh, it's just been tough. But uh, bear with us because we're here this week. And we'll always be here this week. If, it, if I let you know, I'll let you know. But anyhow, that's it. Oh, I'm take, to take Troy's spot, baseball starting. I, oh, I, right. that's, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I don't know much else other than that. Other than these guys are making buku amount of money. Yeah. I, I tried to watch a game the other day. Um, I'm pretty sure they played the 20 games already. I don't know. No, they're in spring training, right? Oh, when does it really start? October? No, no that's, that's fall ball. No. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Sorry. That's playoff. Okay. Relax. That is, that's playoff ball. Sorry. When do they play? When do they start in? Right away. Usually early April. Early April. There it is. Okay. Well, Tori, I need some help here. What else you got, bud? We need Troy to do something like he's going to talk about the Oilers or something. Okay. Well, we can talk about the Oilers. Uh, like you said, they did nothing. So, okay. End of discussion. <laughs> okay. Here, here. Thoughts on the black jerseys? Oh, I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you did. I actually texted Cobes last night and asked him what he thought about them. Thought they're all right, but I like I like them. I thought they looked pretty good, but I didn't like the numbering on them. Like watching t- watching on TV, I couldn't see the numbers very well because it just had the outline of the numbers. Oh yeah, that's the worst. Instead of like a straight you. up just a white number, it was just outlined in white. And when you're watching on TV, you can't see it very good. True. I feel bad a lot of times for announcers though. They're like. 30 Matthews on the outside dumps it in. Nope. Sorry. That's oh, uh, no, th- sorry. That was Muzzin. Yeah. Like it just, I never understood why they want to have dark nameplates on the jerseys because yeah. people can't see him. I don't get it. Speaking of those jerseys, did you, the, did you see the other, like the secondary Jersey that uh, like, I guess Justin Bieber designed the Drew house. One. Like a, what's that? The Drew Drew house. They were terrible. Really? Like the yellow, the yellow leaf. I like like oh my god. It, I like him because I like Bieber. He's cool. Oh my gosh. I saw he might be cool. He might be cool, but there's nothing yellow in the Maple Leafs jersey. Fuck off with that. 
You've been on a Facebook tear lately, and I'm trying to find the post you had last night, but it must have been your gals. I, I can't find it because I was going to ask you a question about it. What the hell was it? Yeah. Maybe it was your wife's, but it doesn't matter now because. You keep talking. I'll look it up. Yeah, go to her like recent post. Could have swore it was like a question or something. But might have been something my kids said. Yes, might have been that. Birmingham, Alabama. No dice. We just have a quiet mic right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else do you have? I got nothing, man. I'm excited for our guest today. I tell you that for free. Tell you that for free. Should we go to our guest today? Sure. Tell them who it is. OHL champ. Memorial Cup champ. Tough guy. Played a long time in the National Hockey League. The noise. My dog. Sorry. Oh, Keep going. There. Put in the room. Uh, our guest today from London, Ontario, Brandon Prust. Uh, he's played a long time in the NHL, as I just mentioned. Uh, he's tough, nail gun. I'm excited for this one. Tori, thoughts on this one? Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I've heard him on another podcast, and uh, he seems like a cool guy, so I'm looking forward to talking to him. All right, so should we do our guest today then? Let's do it. All right, here's Brandon Prust. We hope you enjoy it. Off the Hosel is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms. Alrighty, we're pleased to have on today from London, Ontario, third round draft pick to the NHL, the Calgary Flames, a Mem Cup champ, an OHL champ, a champion in general. After all that, we're pleased to have on today, Brandon Prust. What's up, guys? How are you? We're good. I'm pumped yeah. to rock this out because it's been a while since I've done a podcast because right now we're in playoffs, as you know. Yeah. I'm so tired. We won last night, 2-2 series tie. Boys are buzzing. Didn't play like pussies that you said, so we're good. And yeah, ask, for, ask for a little advice. It's about oh, all I had. It's about all I had. Well, I thought you'd have a better speech as you played for like Dale Hunter and the, the London Knights, and you'd have some. You know, it's really hard. To, it's hard to text a speech. It's hard to do that. You got to be. You got to be in there. If I was in the dressing room, I would have been able to give a better one. I would have given. A, I would have given a Tortorella speech for you. Playing for London, <laughs> you should have just sent the money bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How are your teeth? Holy shit! Well, maybe yeah. uh, I got the I got some new ones after I retired. They're <laughs> they look good, good, buddy. Yeah, looking good. Well, I knocked this one out when I was uh, playing for the Knights when I was like twenty, and they uh, they found it on the ice, like the whole root and everything came out. So they found it on the ice, and they I they gave it to me. Said go to the dentist. So I went to the dentist, and I had two nurses on top of me jamming it back into my into my face and uh then they just did a root canal and it kind of it kind of 
stuck for about 15 years near the end it started getting a little like discoloration i was like all right i need i need a new grill now Jeez, it sounded well, like a porno there for a second yeah, i know hey I mean, it was that's that's like the good part you know with the two nurses on, on top <laughs> Putting that back in my head i'm just gonna leave that right there in case there's any young listeners yeah or my mom and dad uh pruster uh you, you, you kind of a man missile so you must be smiling all the time now with those fake jibs now of yours in photos uh i still don't smile that much actually i still uh i've still got the big underbite so i like to keep my mouth closed as much as possible fair enough Okay, Brandon, uh, man, I want to go first off, how are things with you? What's new and, you know, what's going on in your life right now? Um, um, you know, not too much since I retired. Uh, you know, I started, uh, I started working for the financial company that uh, uh, took care of me um, while, when I played Navigator and uh, opened up a pizza place with uh, one of my buddies uh, here in London. Um, was doing some work with the Knights as well. But uh, right now I'm in the middle of opening up uh, – a training facility to start training uh, some athletes. So um, I'm in the middle of that, getting doing lots of lots of work on that. So um, it's at the beginning stages, but just trying to build everything up and, and get it ready for hopefully have that up and running by September. What's the pizza? Oh, it's called BPs. No, it's called Go Boys. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's good pizza. Hey, so you're of- in London? Sorry, go on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm in London, London, Ontario. Okay, that's where so- I was. I'm from London, so perfect. So wow, that's wild to just go back there. Um, so what what kind of stuff did you get up to growing up in London? Oh, all good stuff. <laughs> never, never gotten in any trouble. Um, uh, I don't know. Well, once you know, playing, um, you know, I just played minor hockey here in London. I didn't play. Um, you know, I never played AAA until kind of my draft year, I, I tried out for AAA and, and ended up getting cut and played AA my draft year to the OHL. Um, and then I played AAA the year after that. And then I played, I got kind of scouted to go play junior B. So I was playing junior B when I was kind of 17. And then I was a walk on with the Knights when I was 18. So, um, you know, but I, I just growing up here in London, I just played kind of four city, um, you know, city, city hockey. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't triple A or anything like that. Um, but uh, always, you know, I was always a pretty solid hockey player. So just kept grinding away. Right on. Love Brandon, uh, before we get into all the, the good things you've done in your career, I want to ask you, I saw the other day on your Instagram story, I believe uh, you were you were shooting pox in like a, a homemade facility. I believe it's real ice or maybe it's synthetic, but where is that? Is that kind of what you're, you're going into now and doing that training? Yeah. Yeah, that's my, like my, the gym I'm building is actually right beside that. It's called the hockey studio here in London. Okay. And um, there's a, you know, just happened to be a, an open 7,000 square foot place right beside it. So that's kind of when I started getting the idea to do this gym, but it's, um, it's real ice. And uh, my, you know, I've become friends with the, the owner, Chris Billingsley. Um, he kind of, he built, built this, it used to be synthetic ice. It was uh, called the snipe Academy and it was kind of three little, you know, for kids to come in and work on their shooting and, um, stick handling and stuff like that. But he turned it into an actual ice pad and uh, it's about, you know, I'd say the quarter of the size of a rink, yeah. uh, but it's, but it's great for working on, you know, just quick feet, stick handling, shooting good for goalies, so, um, yeah, it's a great, it's going to be kind of a, a great add on, um, with the gym to be able to kind of move back and forth. If you want to do any on ice stuff. Awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm going to say in the world, but I, I may be wrong, but I'm going to be positive on this one. You play for one of the most iconic junior franchises in the world, not only for one year, but three years. Uh, walk us through that experience. Obviously, you you played with you know one of our boys and probably your good buddy, uh, Rob Schramp. Um, just walk us through you know your three years there and just some experiences you had in London. Yeah, it was kind of a, you know, it was a pretty, um, you know, obviously a dream come true for me. I grew up watching the London Knights, so my dad took me every um, every Friday to uh, the Knights games. And, you know, I'd be anywhere from four years old till I was probably eight to ten. You know, I would go with my dad and his buddies and just sit there and they would go out for beers in between periods. And I would just <laughs> I would just sit and watch Zamboni go around and. <laughs> You know, that was just, that was my life every Friday. So for me to, you know, um, make, make the London Knights as a walk on and, and then, you know, the build up to my last year of us having the team of the century and, um, you know, going 31 and out, 31 and out to start the season or 31 unbeaten. Um, and then, and then winning, and then winning, uh, winning the OHL Cup and uh, winning the Memorial Cup uh, in front of my hometown, and bringing that for those first championships to to London was was pretty awesome. So that's you know I would say the some of the most memorable hockey moments of my life for sure. So the old four oh five season. Sorry, tournament. I'm just I'm pumped about this because I, I love winners. <laughs> I love talking to winners. Old four oh five season. You play with guys like Shrimp. Perry, Girardi, Mathot, Sievert, like Christ, this list goes on. Oh, and, and Brandon Press. So, um, yeah, you know, yeah, Boland and yeah, yeah Dave, it. was it Dave Boland? Was he there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. There's money flying around there for sure back then, but this team is unbelievably <laughs> stacked. <laughs> How people good just is that love, team? People just love going. I don't know why people think yeah, everybody has the <laughs> conception that the Knights are paying guys and they're not doing anything else. That the I know. Teams just, are doing. Just so, but look at y'all. Guys, guys love. Guys love coming. Guys love coming to London. I mean, you can get a, a kid that's committed to college, and you know, maybe uh, Kingston Frontenacs come to him. He's going to be like, nah. London Knights come to him. He's going to be like, well, look at this program they built, you know, and um, they turn they turn um, amateurs into pros and they do it real yeah. quick. So um, I think that's the thing with the London Knights. They get the players because players want to be there. So he obviously has had a lot of fun. He has won, a, you know, a member and an OHL cup. Um, you know, obviously with that team, it's just so great. And like, obviously we're just teasing about the whole money thing, but like, yeah, you know, yeah. when you, when you create a culture, people want to go there and like, I'm starting, you know, when I recruit guys, I want to bring guys into a culture and say, Hey, we're going to get you to junior A, get you to college. That's my goal as a coach. And obviously hopefully win some games. Um, I'm sure the Hunter brothers did that. You guys obviously enjoyed going there. As, as you mentioned, just how much fun did you know, you guys have going to the rink though. Obviously winning all the time is fun, but it must've made it so much easier to wake up in the morning. Yeah. I, yeah. It's kind of, you know, they've, they've got a great uh, culture going in there and uh, they take care of the players, you know, they're, they're NHL guys. So they know how, you know, even when I go in now and uh, you know, Dale won't be doing like, you know, the video and stuff. I'll be like, Dale, wait, you're not doing that video anymore. Like the, the game re or, you know, kind of pregame or whatever he goes, Prusty, they get tired of my voice. They get tired <laughs> and they need a different voice. So, I mean, he gets that. And that's even NHL. Like sometimes the coach is talking too much. You're like, geez, shut the Shut the heck up. Are there yeah. kids listening to this? I can't swear. Right? No, you're good. What works was You know, but like, you know, he, he they get it. They they know what the, you know, they're hard on their players, but uh, they also know, they also want them to be having fun, right? So, um, 
yeah, it's a it's a great environment in there. And again, that's another reason why um, everybody wants to play in London. One quick one about that last season in London. I was looking at your hockey DB in the playoffs, 15 games played, 71 pims. That's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, what we happened? Had, uh, <laughs> and yeah, because yeah, we won we won every series, um, basically four four nothing or four one, right? So um, but there was a lot of battling, right? We played Kitchener, I know the one round. I think most of them would have uh would have come from that uh, just that series alone so and i think yeah i ended up getting suspended actually uh, a couple games i think it was against kitchener i think i smoked i hit i smoked the lash off i think and i got a couple games so i missed the first game against uh, ottawa in the finals but um yeah there was there were some even though we were kind of smoking teams you're still still at a competitive edge where you know you need to you know, you need to hit some guys. You need to fight some guys. And um, even even Memorial Cup, we were up three nothing, and I got in a fight, like pointless fight. But you gotta do it. <laughs> Did you get an award for that? It says you won the most penalized award. <laughs> Literally, what it says on your elite prospect: most penalized yeah. player. I mean, maybe a plaque. What really? <laughs> That's what it says. They yeah. haven't they haven't sent it to me yet. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> okay. So I want to go to your draft here now. Tori, are you more in London here? We already established that they don't. They, we're, they do we're, we're good. Let's talk about uh, or don't get paid. Sorry. Um, <laughs> drafted to the Calgary Flames in the 04 draft. Uh, went on to play 70 games or so for them. You know, uh, I love asking this question. Well, a couple, I guess. How special was that day for you and your family? And two, we love draft stories like guys that yeah. are sitting there sweating through their suits and this and that. So, uh, any funny stories from that day? And also, how special was it for you? Yeah. Um, well, I went down with my parents and, um, and my, my sister. So just kind of a family thing. And, um, it was in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, um, I remember kind of the, you know, the hunters and, uh, the, some, some staff, uh, GM assistant GM, Jim McKellar, who's, um, a head scout with the, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks now. And, uh, you know, they were kind of telling me, you know, don't, don't think you're going to go first day. Like you're probably going to, you're a second day kind of guy, right? You're 20 years old. I was two years older than everybody else. So I remember Jim McKellar, he's a bit of a, a bigger guy. He goes, Presty, if you go first day, I'll do cartwheels down the stairs. So, <laughs> so, um, you know, I didn't, I think I saved my, my better suit for the second day. Like I didn't really wear my, my, my A suit, not that I had any A suits back then, but, um, and then, you know, early on in the third round, uh, the, the flames step up and, and draft me. And yeah, I was kind of shocked and, uh, Daryl Sutter, kind of jumped we were we were sitting there and the the calgary flames kind of um you know team they area were. whatever you call it um was kind of right by us so daryl sat jumped over the boards and started sat with my mom and dad and as i'm going around meeting everybody daryl's sitting and chatting with my dad kind of hockey and why you know why they picked me and how they they you know that they love what i did with the knights and stuff so um yeah that was uh that was pretty awesome um so that i, I always remember that daryl coming over and uh the gm jim mckeller not he still hasn't done those cartwheels he promised me but uh, <laughs> I, I i bust his chops every time i see him That's drew, awesome. drew hates when i do this i'm going off script so you played for calgary the rangers montreal vancouver <laughs> and a cup of tea in uh phoenix i believe it was how did you keep ending up in places with high tax? 
Oh man, seriously, seriously. <laughs> when you see that paycheck, I mean, it's good to see that paycheck, but when you see how much you're, you know, when you see how much the government's taken from you, you're like, oh, smother. <laughs> um, but I mean, I guess, well, um, Calgary wasn't too bad, but I wasn't really making that much, but Quebec and New York were, yeah, those, those are, they, they try and take it all there. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know, yeah. So, so it, like in, well, I think it was with New York, if I'm not mistaken, but you had, I was again, looking at your hockey DB and you had three in five, in a five-year period, you had three years with 82 games played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you think you're Keith Yandel or what's going on here? Yeah, I know. And then, you know, I, I, I and then I kind of, when I got to Montreal, I, I, I had some, well, the first year in Montreal, we had the, um, the lockout. So didn't have many games going there. And then, um, but in New York, I played, yeah, I played two, two full seasons in New York. Um, and I was, I was, I was injured. I was playing, I had the torn labrum the one year. So I was about half the year I was playing with a, um torn labrum in my shoulder um and had it fixed after the season and then the next year I tore a tendon in my finger and I played through that because um it was like a contract year and they're like well we can fix it you're gonna be out for three months and I was like I'm like well what's gonna happen to it they're like well you won't be able to bend your finger ever again and I was like screw it I'm not sitting out three months now I can't bend my finger (laughs) oh wow (laughs) I've never seen that (laughs) but but uh, I mean, uh, I'll you're an animal. You, I ended up having a ended up finishing off the season strong, and then I, I signed a big contract with uh, with Montreal. So um, I'll I'll chop off <laughs> I'll chop off a finger for that. How hard is it Stavio's, to fight with that? Stavio. Well, that's that was one thing because that's my grabbing on hand. So I ended up having I ended up struggling a little bit just with the the grip because like you can't really tuck. Oh yeah. I just can't, I just can't tuck that finger right. So even like. When I'm lifting weights, if I'm doing deadlifts or farmer, like, um, you know, you kind of start losing your grip on that weight because, you know, if you're kind of, you don't have that finger work and it's, it's a little tough. So I actually started taping my finger uh, before games. I would tape it already bent because there, and I even saw some pictures, but I remember there was a couple of fights where I'd go to grab the guy and my finger would get caught on his face. So I'd have his jersey like this, but my finger would be up like this. So I started, so I started taping it bent so that when I went to grab, my finger was already in that bent position. So it wouldn't get stuck on his. How the hell did you get your glove on? Well, oh, I would just, it would just kind just of. the one finger was crossed it, it up. It kind of curl right in there. It would just kind of curl. So I was at a, I was at a strong grip of my stick. boy. <laughs> Jace, speaking of uh, contracts, I want to ask a question. What was the one, one of the things that you bought with your first, that first paycheck? What did you buy? The big car or like a new toy? Yeah, I bought, a, I, I bought um, with my first year when I signed and I went to Omaha. I played in Omaha my first uh, first couple of years AHL and I uh, bought a BMW 330i. Oh. Um, that was my, that was kind of my first, first big purchase. Yeah. Hey, actually, here's a question. Playing in New York, did you guys drive to the rink and then like parked in the underground parking? Like I was, I was one of this. So that like Joey played in Detroit, Joey Koser, and I get it that like the fans want to see them and you know get tickets and sign autographs. But when they go in that little garage, don't people ever wait by the doors after you get late autographs and stuff, or you just buzz out? Yeah, yeah. See, oh, in Montreal, we'd like Montreal our practice facility and um, and even the rink after the bell in the Bell Center. Like 
tons of fans. So you'd have like some guys would try and wait for like one guy to like kind of take that. So yeah. then they'd pull, and then they would and then they would pull around him and leave. And uh, but there was always yeah, there was always tons of fans in New York though. So we drove to practice. Practice facility was you know forty minutes outside of kind of Manhattan where we stayed, thirty minutes from Upper West Side. But when we lived a little more downtown, it was you know going up to Terrytown, kind of White Plains area, I guess. But going to the game, I would just jump out suit and I would just hail a cab, jump in a cab, and I was at the rink in five minutes. I lived, I lived, you know, five minute cab ride right up the same street, one way street, and I would just jump out and same door all the time. And then when I left the game, hail a cab, like, really out the back door. Yeah, See, yeah. I was wondering. Walk, that. Like, I was wondering. Can you walk how... around without getting re- recognized? Um, in New York, uh, yeah, and you can, and you do get recognized, and people just say, you know, they don't really bother you. It's not good like game, you know, your power play yeah, sucks tonight. Work on that. Game, and, love yeah. you, press, great tilt, whatever. Like, yeah, like, but there is the the fans, like the hardcore fans, though, that do, you know, wait, kind of wait for you, and you know, you see them. But there's also a lot of fans that are just walking by kind of down the street and people will holler at you. Right. So um, the Rangers, they, they got a lot of, there's a lot of Ranger fans in there in, in New York and um, yeah, they, 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 they know their stuff and they know their players. So it was, it was pretty cool. So we had, we had Cam Jansen on a while back and uh, if I'm not mistaken, you guys had a nice little brawl with the devils. Hmm. What, yeah. what was going through your head when that was going on? <laughs> Well, Cam and I have fought probably 10 times, I would say, in our careers. So um, I think he's the guy I fought the most, I'm pretty sure. Um, I bet you guys get along. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's, uh, you know, you have that mutual respect for guys like that. And we both knew we knew our jobs. And um, yeah, we, we. we had that. He actually broke my jaw too with a with a little blindside elbow back with my first year in uh, Calgary. And uh, I missed about three months and, uh, you know, he called to apologize and stuff, but we still fought the next game back. And um, yeah, he, it was, uh, but uh, what were we? Oh yeah. You were asking about the New Jersey, the line brawl. Um, so we were playing the, playing the devils MSG and we've been battling kind of all season and torts comes in and he goes, Pete DeBoer is the coach of devils. He goes, this motherfucker, he's, starting fucking you know all their all their their tough guys right and um so uh we're lined up and uh you know i'm i'm not lined up with cam so i'm like trying to switch so that i can fight cam and rupper um can fight um um just watched it last night. Bolton, Bolton, Bolton. Right. Yeah. And Bolton's tough. And I fought him already that year. And I was like, okay, I'm, do I have to go Bolton again? I'd rather go Jansen now. Like, and so I, we kind of kept switching because we got last, we got last switch. So I was like, Rupper, you got Bolton. And then we moved up our defenseman um, to, to play forward. And he was asking how to take the draw. And we we're like, don't worry about what in the face of it. So as soon as like as soon as the puck drops, all three guys full out, full out, just start going at it. And uh, oh man, MSG was just rocking that night. And like right after that, it was it was chaos. So, but and then Torts and Pete DeBoer started yelling at each other because yeah, you know, like Torts was like, "Listen, boys, like they're starting their meatheads." He's like, 
I'm not saying do anything, but we're not backing down. We're starting, you were starting you guys. We're not backing down. And that's basically like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> but then George is like, look at that. You did this. Right. So uh, it was, it was fun though. I know they ask this all the time on, on the other hockey podcasts, but not that this is a hockey podcast. We just like having hockey players on, but, um, but like the day of like, say you're playing a Cam Jansen or, you know, you name the tough guy, like, how's that, how's that day? Are you thinking about it all day or are you kind of just like, you know, you're just going to work? Uh, that's one thing I don't miss is the, the, the anxiety the and the stress and the anxiety, even, you know, the day before, I mean, you, you know who you're playing and you know that either I'm going to go ask him because maybe our team's lost two games in a row. Maybe I'm playing like shit and I need to spark myself. Um, and it might be, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask Cam tomorrow and he's not going to have a choice. He's going to fight me. And then there might be like, all right, I, I've already fought twice this week. Like maybe I don't have to fight tomorrow, but I'm playing Jansen. Uh, he's, he's probably going to ask me. So then you're kind of stressing and you, you know, you're, you, I always did my homework um, just to, you know, watch, watch fights of the guys who I was playing against to see what their tendencies were, see how they switched up. Um, you know, I, I was more of a, a smart fighter than a stand and go toe to toe. Um, I got plenty of concussions. I didn't need 400 more. So, um, but yeah, you, you definitely stress about it and it's, you know, it's crazy to think that he was still, I was still able to have a pregame nap and, and fall asleep some afternoons because, you know, I was, I think because I knew I was a smart fighter, I knew I could you know, handle myself. So, yeah. but I would, you know, before the game in the dressing room, if I knew I was going to be fighting somebody tough, I was, um, you know, I was definitely pacing and, and, and not really talking to anybody, you know, so the games when, you know, you don't have to fight or there's no tough guys out there. I was a little, definitely a little more joyful in the room and joking around with the guys and whatever. But if there was a tough guy over there that I knew I was going to be going, it was, I was, uh, I was pretty quiet. <laughs> I just, I just love hearing the respect you guys all have for each other and stuff like just little stories like like you know especially like young fighters if you want to call them fighters guys that fight being like man i really need one tonight and it's like all right i'll i'll go you you know yeah just to try to help them out yeah i've been there yeah exactly right so yeah when i was young too and i was trying to make a name and you know some older guys would kind of be like, you know, beat it, beat it punk. But some guys would, some guys, uh, some guys would give it to you. Right. And if guys didn't really will give it to you, then you had to just be a dick out there and run somebody and make them come fight you. So uh, there was sometimes when, you know, if we were up to nothing or something and someone's coming to fight me and I'm like, listen, we can't just like, I'm not just going to drop, do something and I'll fight you. If you, you know, if you run somebody, then then we're going to go. But I'm not just going to drop my gloves off a face off just so you can spark your team, spark them in a different way. And I'll then I'll answer the bell. But so, yeah, there's all those little games inside the inside the game. So hold on now, because we talked about the fighting and you can do that. You could also score, though. Let's talk about your first NHL goal. Who was it on and where was it and how was it? Describe the goal. Let's see, it's right here. <laughs> oh, sick. I love it. <laughs> that was against Phoenix. And let's see, goaltender, Telequist, assist, Primo. And yeah, Which first, one? Period, first period. Keith. Uh, what's that? Which Primo? Wade? Yeah. 
Fuck. Do you remember the shot now? There was like yeah. high glove. So um um yeah, it was hot. Yeah, it was high. So it was a it was um it was a two on one. It was a penalty kill. And I think you know, I, I blocked a shot or something, or maybe Preem's blocked a shot. I forget, but we ended up going, we ended up getting a fast break, two on one. And he slid it over to me and I kind of just one-timed it. And yeah, just over his shoulder as the goalie was, as Telequist was sliding across. So, um, Fucking right. yeah, yeah, that was it. And, you, hey, you weren't going high and wide though. Hey, that's good. You didn't start no, to break up no. for the Oats the other way. No, I think I went middle of the net. The goalie just didn't get over. <laughs> that's awesome. Brandon, I want to ask, uh, you mentioned earlier, pra- uh, the practice facilities. We had a hundred NHL guys on. I'd never asked this question yet. Why do they have practice facilities and why don't they practice ever in their home barn? Well, I mean, they do practice obviously sometimes, but like, why don't they like, during the week or whatever? I think just because your setup at the practice facility is, is just much better, especially um, in some arenas, like, and some arenas like MSG, they might have something going on or they might still be cleaning up, but um, you know, Montreal, it's just in your practice facility. I think there's more, the coaches have more access to all their computers are there. They don't, you know, that's where they've been game planning maybe for, you know, the last couple of days. So it's just something uh, comfortable. And then, you know, I know we have in Montreal, we had, you know, all our food there. We had like a buffet, um, wow. basically we had a chef. So he was making our breakfast and our lunch for us. So um, that's why we, yeah, I, they did that kind of at the at, uh, downtown, but it was just easier. Everything was easier kind of at the, at the practice facility. Also guys used to, you know, Montreal, a lot of guys lived out by the practice facility. So it was easier for them. I always lived kind of downtown. So it was harder for me, but, um, but yeah, I think that's kind of why guys are just comfortable with their, with the practice facility. And uh, yeah, it's just an easier setup. Brandon, when you were in Calgary, did uh, I want to ask two questions here again? Um, who was your roommates? And did you ever play with Dustin Boyd, whether it was Montreal or Calgary? That guy was a good player for the Moose Jaw Warriors, man. I used to watch that guy play all the time. Curly, yeah. firm. Yeah. yeah. I played with uh, Boyder for like three years, I think, three or four years um, in the minors and in our kind of our first year um, in the NHL. Um, so, yeah, Boyder, well, that's a. <laughs> I had to stick up for Boyder when uh, he got smoked by Steve McIntyre early in my, like, my my first full year, and uh, Steve McIntyre just crushed Boyder, almost <laughs> killed him, and then I had to go in and fight back. So that was one of my one of my more scary fights that uh, I got into for sure. Getting small. Who is uh, your your, uh, your roommates? Well, your guy? I never room. I never roomed with anybody. Um, but in the minors, uh, Eric Nystrom was my roommate uh, for a couple of years. Uh, Ryan Donnelly, uh, Grant Stevenson. Uh, those were kind of my. Uh, Nystrom was my my first roommate in pro in Omaha, and uh, he's still uh, one of my best buddies uh, to this day. Number twenty three for the Calgary Flames, buzzing down the left side. Whoa. Oh, oh yeah. I know more about hockey back then than I do now. How's the golf game, Brandon? Uh, It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, Ups and downs, but uh, not a bad bad summer last year. Uh, One a member guest and a member member. So, whoa, double double Dutch. Yeah. Oh yeah, shocker! This all this guy does win. He wins an (laughs) OHL member, member member, member guest. That's about yeah. (laughs) It's a golf tournament. Never won a cup or anything though. 
Do you play at London Hunt? I do, yeah. And the Oaks. Not, nice. not a not a, not a bad track. Yeah, great track, great track. What's the other one there? Red Redwood or something? Red, uh, Red Tail. Yeah, Red Tail. Out there. Okay, we go out there lots as well. Red Tail, the Oaks, and uh, the Hunter. Kind of the three courses we we like to play. Y'all are spoiled, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Red Red Tail is a really cool place. Yeah. It's, what's What's your handicap sitting at? Um, I think I'm a, I think I'm like a nine six right now. Oh, that'll work. Yeah, we're yeah. great match play partners. Perfect. Yeah, right in right in that little meaty part right there. I like it. Fruster, uh, let, let's. I want to ask. Uh, obviously, we got we got you on through through Rob Shrimp. Uh, how, your time in Europe, it wasn't a long time, but you know what was it like? The experience, obviously, the time change we talked about with our one of our co-hosts is playing now over in England for the Gildif or Guild Ford Flames. Or, yeah, that team. Yeah. Um, walk us through your time over in Europe, and uh, you know just how was it? Um, it was it was awesome. Actually, I had a great time. We had a good team. We had a good bunch of guys. I came over. I was with the the Leafs for the first kind of three four months there, and I I, I signed in Germany early December and uh, and came over and um, uh, it ended up being no, it ended up being a lot of fun. And uh, we had a, like I said, we had a great team. Um, and I had Danny Sivret, who I played with um, with the Knights, and we ended up trading for Shrempy. Um, so then, and there's lots of North American guys that, um, you know, we, we played with, um, or we, we played against throughout our career. So, um, and just kind of the way of living over there in Europe is, you know, you get a different taste of it and, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It was a good experience. Um, but you, you know, you're kind of in that different time zone, you're away from all your family and friends. So it was, it was tough that way. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of lonely, lonely nights and trying to, <laughs> trying to stream with some Seinfeld or something because all the channels are German. So there's not much going on over there. So yeah, it was, uh, but, um, no, it was fun. I had a great time and we had a good team and we had a, we had a chance to, uh, you know, do well in the playoffs we just kind of we fell short the one thing i hated over there was the the ref and was so mad like, really oh man it drive you insane the worst ref i've ever seen in my life it was <laughs> it was so bad i don't like i had dreams of like killing refs man like it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> like dreams of just shooting pucks at refs and oh man it was so bad there's gold that's perfect. <laughs> questions okay. from the gallery, Drew? Let's go to our segment called Questions from the Gallery, sponsored by Rubberco. Rubberco is a company founded in 2021, made out of 100% <laughs> recycled tires. We have rubber ramps, rubber parking blocks, rubber flooring for rinks and gyms, and now we have rubber hockey devices for training aids. You can check the website out today at www.rubberco.com or call today at 306-541-9840. Think with your head and choose the right rubber. I, I can't get over having dreams about killing refs. <laughs> this is a problem. Oh, yeah. It was a problem. It was an issue. Okay. The Rubber Co. Uh, questions for the gallery. Number one, uh, we asked us to call me way 100 episodes ago. It's always a good one. Some guys don't like to tell it because they they don't want to say or sue or someone, but he sewered uh, one of the best defensemen of all time. Cheapest guy you played with? Cheapest guy I played with. Oh man, there was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot. One that we used to always trip all the time was Thomas Buchanan. He was, the one. He was Ooh. yeah, 
He was old turtleneck. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Old turtleneck. Oh, I used to give it to him all the time to put money up on the board. Um, really? Did he get chirped for that loss by the guys on the other teams and stuff and teammates? I don't know if it was that like well-known, but you know, I, why did he wear that thing? Oh, for the, Oh, for the turtleneck. Did he get chirped? I don't know. I never heard. I, I I think he did it, but he didn't care. He kept wearing it. Like remember the one team photo? Everyone on the team got it. They wore a turtleneck for the team photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he got chirped, but after a few years, like that was his thing. They keep chirping the guy for his turtleneck. Like he didn't really care. So yeah, it's a pullover. Uh, Thanks for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, this one's from my dad. Um, Good question here. Did you ever pay for a jersey number when you went to a new team? No, I never did. No, I, yeah, because um, when I went to Montreal, number eight was available. And when I went to New York, number eight was available. So I never, and I never really had the, you know, I wasn't the, you know, a top, top line guy where I'd come in and like if I got traded to Washington, hey, Ovi, how about you uh, please <laughs> that number eight up and give it to me? Yeah. <laughs> What, what's the most what's the most you've ever heard of someone paying or the most expensive uh, well i know ever? i know when uh we traded for Ryder uh the one year um he wanted number 73 i think it was which was brennan gallagher was wearing a 70 yeah 73 yeah. 73 i think and uh Ryder wanted that so he said hey if you give me that, that number I'll, I'll buy you a rolex and uh so Galley was like, yeah, he was a rookie. He didn't care. He's like, yeah, sure. So that's when he switched to number 11. And uh, he never, he's still waiting for his Rolex. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, he's still bringing it up to him. He goes, yeah, never got a Rolex. and never got nothing. <laughs> got a way better number, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's um, one of the best teammates of all time, you'd say, for you? Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I had lots and lots of good teammates. Uh, it's it's so hard to so hard to pick. I mean, um, oh, man, I, I you know like I said, like uh, I'm still like my best buddies: Rene Bork, Eric Nystrom, uh, Todd Bertuzzi, um, like those guys, Dave Bolin, um, those guys. But Bowles, I, I played with in, in junior, so I never got yeah. to play with them pro but you know i'm still great friends with lundquist and, and pricer um and brian boyle was really close with uh, in new york and del zotto brad richards i'm still close with golf with him uh, a couple months ago in florida so uh there's so many guys you kind of you meet along the way yeah. and, uh, that are still it's, it's hard to pick uh you it's know a tough question <laughs> It's a tough question. I PA Parentos. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, but uh, you know we had a great time together when we played together in Montreal. So uh, yeah, there's lots. Was uh, Lundquist single when you played with him? No, no, he wasn't. Oh, okay, because I was going to say I bet you guys did some some damage. Yeah, we would have. We would have for sure. Uh, I just came, I just came in and told him the stories. Yeah. <laughs> I made him want to be single. <laughs> hey, uh, I know it's a cliche question. You've been asked a million times, but I'm always curious. Your favorite and least favorite, like, rinks slash cities. 
favorites favorites um well msg is up there for sure um as one of the coolest places to play and um even bell center especially during playoffs um I, I did love playing, going to like, you know, Philly and Boston and those, you know, where the fans are kind of on top of you and they're rowdy. Those were always, those were always awesome environments. Yeah. Um, I mean, Phoenix is just, I remember when I got traded to Phoenix, um, I came out, I came out for warm up first game. It's like, all right, whatever, I'm getting pumped up. And then there's nobody really in the stands. And then I came out, you know, to jump on the ice for the first period. And I was kind of all pumped up and I remember my adrenaline pumping and I jumped on the ice and I still like, are we still in warmups? <laughs> just like, Oh, it was like nobody, you know, nobody there. And I was like, Oh, that sucks. But um, you know, great barn, but just not enough fans for it, you know? So yeah, you can see both fans. But uh, you know, even Tampa was great. I played a lot of t- a lot of games in Tampa, especially in the playoffs, and something about that warm weather. And then the the fans and are really good there and and loud. So uh, that's a great place to play as well. Favorite beverage after round of golf. Favorite beverage after the round of golf. <laughs> or during. Yeah. Water. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, after a round of golf, I I would say I would say. Uh, Ooh. Well, if it's not a beer, maybe like a Manhattan or something. Like I don't mind a Manhattan. Uh, I like to start my round with a Caesar. Caesar to start it off. And then, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't mind uh, a nice cold beer after after the round is a is always good. Pre-game and yeah, pre-game and maybe the day of a game day. What were, what were your rituals and pre-game meal and whatnot? Oh yeah, so. <laughs> um, Pre-game meal, I would always just, you know, crush chicken and pasta. It wasn't too, uh, you know, salad, um, a little bit of ice cream after, but uh, very big on my mat. Always right. just a little ice cream. There was always ice cream. There was always a, there was always lots of ice cream there. So everyone always crushed ice cream. Most guys, anyway, the cool guys. Uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, you have the, you have the nerds that are. Me and Lundquist were just crushing food. ice cream, so it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crushing uh, other things too <laughs> but uh yeah and i was big on you know i needed always always had my my pregame nap I, I was napping since i was probably nine years old i remember f- coming home from school and getting a nap in before my game and yeah so naps were always were always big on my hot my game days i'm playing in a i'm playing in a charity game uh saturday here here just outside of london in uh, lucan and uh my girl asked me if i wanted to go for lunch at like two with a couple of her friends i was like man that's my nap time <laughs> I, got a, I got a charity game i got a charity game at night i gotta get a nap <laughs> that's deadly that's hilarious <laughs> hey I, I saw um you got traded for cassian did you ever fight him you know what i don't I don't think we ever, no, we never really crossed paths that much, you know, like he was always in the West and uh, I was always in the East. So we never played each other that much. And um, I guess it just never really happened. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why I think I, I thought I asked him one time and he, he said, no, they, they might've been, they might've been up a, a goal or two or something. And he, and he, and he turned it down. So um but uh, yeah, I don't think I ever fought him. No. Speaking yeah. of uh, pregame naps, so uh, this is why I never did it. It's probably why I was always grumpy on the ice. But 
I am notorious for my phone not going off during alarms and everyone thinks I just sleep in, but my phone doesn't work. <laughs> Have you ever slept in for like a pregame state or anything like that? Oh, no, I don't think so. That is like... <laughs> Yeah, one of the biggest fears, and I still have. That's another thing I would have reoccurring dreams. It is. It's scary. Reoccurring dreams. So, so I would set like three alarm, three alarms definitely on my on my phone. Um, yeah, you always worried maybe your phone dies or something. Um, but no, I never really. I think I might have actually one time in Montreal been late and snuck in. Uh, snuck in, I texted the trainer and snuck in kind of the back door. He had my gets ready for me at the back door. So I just ran into kind of like the stretch, team stretch. Um, so I, I kind of got lucky that way, but um, that's like a, like a recurring dream uh, for, I, I don't know, I'd say for any athlete for me is like not being able to like get out on the ice on time, like not being able to your skate, la- your skate lace tied or like your skate lace breaks or you're having an equipment malfunction and you can't get on the ice. That's a man. I'd have those dreams like every couple of weeks, just wake up sweating or yeah. Or your alarm not going off. So yeah, that's you know what the worst is, is when you're getting dressed and you blow a lace and then now it's like yeah. you're sweating. Oh, yeah. Who has laces? Who has laces? And you're just oh, yeah. melting and everything yeah. you prepared for is just gone. Now it's yeah. like, just get ready down the ice. It's happening for <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's a big fear that those dreams are, in between dreams of killing refs. Um. <laughs> My last question, I'm taking this for uh, Troy, our normal co-host. Um, a bro. Your bro. Uh, your dream foursome playing golf, dead or alive, any human being. Oh, Tiger. Or Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Tiger for sure. Um um i'd say tiger, tiger williams <laughs> no tiger the tiger woods um for sure tiger woods um i would like lo- i would love to play with uh michael jordan i played at his course this is uh brad richards took me this is the grove in florida we got to hear about that we got to hear about that cancel yeah. the question let's let's hear about <laughs> of 23 so, this was like a couple a couple months ago i was in florida with boland and uh, my other buddy cam and um we were, we were planning on leaving like the Thursday and I was texting Richie cause we wanted to go play the Grove. He's a member there. So he, the only day he could do was Friday. So um, we end up moving our flights so that we can, so we're flying out Friday night so we can play the, the Grove Friday morning. And uh, you know, we get there and Wayne Gretzky's sitting there uh, before he goes, he's, he's teeing off a couple groups in front of us. Wayne was my coach in Phoenix. So I knew Wayne and uh, we went and chatted with him. So we're out, we're out golfing and I'm like, is, is Michael here? And Richie's like, I don't think he is. Cause when he's here, you know, he's here. He's got eight buddies. They all have their own cart. They zoom around here in about five hours playing 36 holes. He's like, Michael will be teeing off while the guys are still putting. Like they don't wait, they don't wait for you. Like you, like they're just gambling and they're going. So they're, they're just, they'll, they'll wait for you kind of at the tee. They're not going to take off, but if, if, if Michael finishes off first, like he's going to the next tee, he's teeing off and the other guys are kind of finished. As soon as you're finished, you keep going. So they zoom around there and eight carts. And uh, so, but unfortunately he wasn't there. Um, he wasn't there that day. So, uh, but after we finish about five minutes, like 
we didn't even know this, but group or two groups behind us was Dustin Johnson. So he comes in and he sits with, with Wayne, right? Kind of right beside our table. So we said hi to them and yeah, it's a really cool, it's a really cool place. And uh, wow, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the experience. The clubhouse is amazing. The the course is brand new, so it's still, it's still got maturity to, to do. I think in, yeah. in 10 years, it's going to be amazing, but it's, it's a brand new course. And uh, I was pretty, a little, I was a little disappointed. So I think that's why Michael Jordan would be on my, on my list to golf with. I've heard a lot of, a lot of funny stories about him on the golf course and, um so next next time i get invited to the grove i'm gonna be looking for him dude just pinch yourself right now you just talked about playing michael jordan's course and you saw wayne gretzky there are you fucking and, kidding me right and now dj so, and dj and, and, and dj yeah it was pretty cool yeah but uh, holy yeah. shit it was awesome okay, unreal so wayne gretzky oh, who are the last two oh, uh, tiger woods michael oh, jordan tiger woods. Michael Jordan. I, I mean, I would love, I, I do love DJ as well. Like I, I would really like to, I'd really like to play with him. Um, who else? Paulina. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. Elon Musk, maybe I'm a big universe guy. So I'd be Whoa, talking. That's what Cam Jansen said too. Cam yep. said, really? Elon yeah. Musk, that motherfucker has some crazy stories. I bet I'd love to play. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, I think, he'd, I think he'd be pretty cool. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I have one more here and usually we finish a podcast off of this one. Actually, no, I have two more. I lied. Uh, what is the highest bill that you've seen that paid right out of maybe a rookie dinner or just over the boys credit card roulette. I saw it one time on that HBO 24 seven in New York. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one, they split up between the two tables, but there was one time I, <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you my rookie party, my rookie party, there was four rookies and um, it was uh yeah, there's four of us. The bill was 36 grand. So uh, they only, they, they said they were, they were maxing us out at eight grand a guy. So, but uh, during the, during the uh, dinner, the rookies have to tell a joke, right? So they're like, Presty, you're up. So I stand up, I go, Hey, Dion, what sexual positions make the ugliest babies? I don't know. Go ask your mom. just everyone's dying laughing right and dion's just not even a smirk he Big just face. staring at me staring at me he calls the waiter over calls the waiter over and he goes i'll take this and i'll take that and it was like you know two twenty five hundred dollar bottles of wine or oh. you know i'm like oh that that bill just costs us five g's boys <laughs> <laughs> that, that that joke just costs that us joke. five g's so uh, uh, that was that was one of the most expensive rookie medal that was mine. So I don't remember I, I don't remember anybody beating it the rest of my career. Um, and then one time when we were playing uh, the you know credit card roulette uh, credit card game, I don't know how people I see people calling it a credit card roulette, but we yeah. always call it a credit card game. So. Basically, just called pull pull of the hat kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, it was Ryan Callahan. I forget where we were, but the the bill was. The bill is about eight G's, maybe, maybe more with the tip. I don't know, but uh, there was about twelve of us, and boys were splashing the pot pretty good. I was sweating another one, and going, "Oh my god, do not be me!" Because <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking I was only making, you know, I was 
probably minimum wage at that time. And it was my first, actually, maybe I was about minimum younger. wage. He says, but it's still like, it's still like, you know, a 10 grand bill almost uh, you're, you're sweating on that. And, uh, but Ryan Callahan got it. And the thing is, is he got it the day before at lunch. That one was only probably a G, but he lost two days. He lost two days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually I lied. I have one more here and then we're going to go to our last question. Sorry, go on. Go on. No, I, I was, I was going to ask one more before you went to go the, ahead. The last question. Um, so, Nothing Brandon, who, who were some? Said. Nothing but time. He said. Nothing but time. He said. Presty said. Yeah. He said he'll send the invoice later. It's perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Just hopefully we don't play credit card roulette for it. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, who were some of the vets that kind of like I always hear on hockey podcasts? Guys, you know, taking care of the boys and stuff, taking the guys out and picking up the tab and stuff. Who were some of the guys when you were young in the league? that would do that good question tori yeah um you know i i I was always um uh in calgary like um robin regeer was kind of a a guy that was you know was kind of was kind of good to us and zasky boy had him on old Rhett, Rhett Warner, Rhett Warner was a good, a good vet that uh, always looked up to. And then Iggy, Iggy was uh, a great guy as well. And, um, you know, maybe not going out as, as much, but, you know, I, a good leader um, and a good guy to look up to and definitely make sure the, the rookies felt comfortable and were feeling good. Right. And, um, and then New York, like New York was good too. Gabrick and, and Brad Richards, those guys were always, always good. And, Take care of him. even even Aves 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 was good good to the team and he had his bar there and always always brought the guys there and took care of us so yeah there was uh, played with a lot of guys generous guys and they also played with a lot of cheap guys so it, it balances out yeah hey Gabrick one of the most underrated players ever I think yeah he was he was fun to watch uh, his wheels and his uh, kind of that quick kind of quick snapshot he had. Uh, yeah, he was he was uh, he was fun to watch. Fun Easton S seventeen, he made that stick famous. Um, yeah. Presley, I want to ask uh, my last one, and then we're gonna do our final question that we always do. Pranks, so like you know the old bubble gum inside the fingers, and like you know nailing shoes down to the floor. Like, what are some pranks that you saw, or maybe you did uh, in your playing career? Maybe something that the players that are still playing they don't know that you did something. So uh, maybe some good pranks. Oh man. I used to pull prank, pranks all the time. I remember, uh, I remember PK just sewing up PK's uh, pockets um, <laughs> with all his stuff in. So when he goes to put on his shirt, his shirts were all sewn up, and his pockets with all his keys and stuff were all sewn up. But uh, I think the like one of the best ones. I, I told this story before, um, but um, PK uh, one time we played in Florida and. Uh, you know, we had a kind of a meeting, we were staying over in Florida and it was like, Hey, uh, and it was like PK and the other two captain or assistants that held this meeting. And they said, no going to Miami. Like when we're going to stay in Florida, this isn't a party. We're in Fort Lauderdale. We're going to stay and do stuff as a team. So the one night we hear before the game that PK was in Miami. I'm like, fucking PK fucking went to Miami. He held a meeting saying we're not going to Miami. Then the, the day of the game, PK's got his little fucking knapsack 
And I know he's got fucking clothes in there to go to Miami after the game. Like I fucking know it in my head. And so I'm like, what do you got in the bag there, PK? He goes, oh, a couple bottles of wine for my buddy. I'm like, okay. So after the game, we end up winning 4-1. I go in, I go into PK's bag in the change room and I take out his dress shoes and all his clothes that he had for that night. And I chuck them into a, I just chuck them into a cupboard. Like he's never going to find them. They're gone. Like it's covered far away. So <laughs> So like a week later, like he's trying to find out nobody's, nobody's ratting on me. Nobody's ratting. And uh, PK <laughs> finally in Toronto, last game of the season in Toronto, P I can't find my cell phone after the game. And I got family visiting, like fam I got to go see all my family and friends because we're in Toronto. Right. And I'm like, PK, I'm looking around like PK, you got my phone. He's like, I don't have your phone. I don't have your phone. I'm like, you got my phone. I know you do. And he's like, I don't have it. So I'm looking everywhere. I'm like, what did I do with my phone? So the, the dressing room attendant guy in Toronto, he goes, Presty, he's like, I saw PK put something in his sock. And I'm like, oh, that motherfucker. So I run up, he's up talking to his family. I run up the stairs and I grab his ankle. Boom, there's my cell phone. And I'm like, you motherfucker. He goes, you took my clothes. You took my clothes. I'm like, no, it wasn't me, man. It wasn't me. <laughs> that was fucking it. Uh, someone ratted on me. Someone ratted on me. But guys That's did a awesome. good job. He was probably just hunting for weeks trying to get someone to get someone to tell him because he was so pissed off. I threw his clothes out. <laughs> That's unbelievable. The old sock, <laughs> hey? Falling in the sock. That's love. I love it. Uh, Brennan, I have one here and this is what we ended off with. Um, you know, some advice for a young listener today that's listening on what it takes to make it to the NHL or be a doctor, be a lawyer, whatever successful in life. Uh, just some good advice for a young listener listening today. Oh man, <laughs> without trying to sound too cliche. I mean, for, for me, I just, um, I, I just kind of kept, I just kind of kept going. I didn't really even think about it. Right. I, I just, I just kept going. And uh, you know, I, even when I got knocked down, I, I kept getting back up and I never, um, never really gave up on that, that dream. And I, you know, since I was, you know, four years old, I was telling my dad, I wanted to play in the NHL and um, things kind of fell into place with the, you know, the amount I, I worked and um yeah, like, like I said, I, there was a lot of times where you could easily have given up or just went a, a different route. But, um, you know, you find what you what you're passionate about. And even with what I'm doing right now, uh, building a, a training facility and building a gym, it's something that I'm finding and trying to find and, uh, you know, a new niche and, and something that I love to do. But I've, I've, I've always dreamed about doing that uh, since I was, you know, 26, 27, working with lots of different trainers. And I was like, you know what, I want to take all the good things that I've learned and, and eventually do this. And, you know, I've been retired for, you know, three or four years now and I'm just starting to kind of go, OK, I got to I got to do this. And um, it's it's going to be a lot of work, but, um, you know, it's 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 been my dream and I want to do something, I want to do something that makes me really happy. And uh, so if you, if you, if you find something or you know what you want to do, that's going to make you happy. Um, you got to stick with it and you got to put in the work to do it. Well said, Brandon, uh, we have a lot of Ontario listeners, obviously being from out here in Saskatchewan, but we have a lot of American and Ontario listeners. Um, where can they find your new uh, facility growing up or your websites or any contact stuff for them that they can reach out to you? Um, yeah, it's going to be called BP eight fitness and, um, it's going to be in London here in London, kind of Hyde, Hyde park. And, uh, if you know, London Hyde park and Gainsborough or Fanshawe area. So, um, 
yeah, hopefully, hopefully open it up September 1st. And um, we don't have the website uh, up and going yet, but BP8 Fitness is, is what it's going to be and uh, branded as. So um, looking forward to it and yeah, check it out uh, in a few months. Okay, man. Well, I appreciate today. I know Tori and I had a lot of fun. Uh, let's do us a jam. Maybe before he has launched your thing, we can get you back on and you can pump it up there. And I had a blast today, man. This is awesome. I appreciate coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Bryn. Yeah, no problem, guys. Take care. You too. Last Mountain Distillery is a proud sponsor of the Hosel Podcast. Located and distilled in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, Last Mountain Distillery is a family-owned and operated located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan. The heart of grain country. Our success lies in our commitment in producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling naturally infused dill pickle vodka, our naturally infused organic cherry whiskey, apple pie moonshine, and more. Our craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Be sure to check them out at any retailer around the province. Nothing better than supporting local and enjoying a taste for all. All right, T-Dog, Tori, episode 114 with Brandon Prust, man, missile, uh, played in New York, Madison Square Garden. What a beauty. Had an, I don't know how long that was. How long was it, an hour? I don't know. It was like, not like long 18 enough. hours. Yeah, but maybe not long enough. I could talk for hours with that guy. Good dude. Uh, scored his first goal on, I forgot who it was. Got a pass from, was it Wade Primo or Keith Primo? Wade Primo. Wade Primo. Regardless, uh, $36,000 bill, uh, playing a prank on PK Subban, uh, fighting Cam Jansen, wants to golf with Elon Musk. Uh, man, thoughts in the pod. He was incredible. Just so fun to talk to. Like we talked after behind the scenes here, talked after and it was so fun to talk to him about stuff that probably he doesn't want out in public and it was so fun i'll tell you one thing if i was single i would like to hang out with him <laughs> and just pick up whatever he did yeah i, I think i think that made or he made that kind of guy makes the room brighter you know dude in, how are his teeth holy shit those costed 40 grand it looked like those things were too nice yeah so, yeah, all in all, I hope I've enjoyed the podcast as I had a lot of fun with it. We're going to have him on again. Um, man, he's just a good dude. I'm happy for him starting a new company. It was a BP8 or B, yeah, PP8 uh, training. BP8. So if you're in the London area, check it out. Talk to Brandon Prust. He only played in the National Hockey League, so he probably knows something. Um, but yeah, fuck Good interview. Good dude. Sick bar set up downstairs too. Unreal. Hey, by the way, it, it, by the way, here's a question for you. Because I'm not. I don't know. You might know the answer. What's a Manhattan? A Manhattan? I I don't know what goes in it. Um, I know what it tastes bourbon? like. Is it a bourbon or what? Yeah. Okay. So that like Harvey Specker Manhattan. Well, yeah, yeah, but there's other stuff like, like 
or actually maybe I'm thinking of an old fashioned. What's a malt? Uh, malt? Yeah, whenever off suits, Harvey Rose. Yeah, I did a, uh, a malt one shot on the rock. I don't know about getting a shot of malt. What is I know about no, it, it, malt like, liquor. Yeah, but like there's like a, it's just like a, a sipping drink. I don't know that. <laughs> okay, reminder of that. Speaking of alcohol, reminder to drink Last Mountain Distillery and Molson Coors. Last Mountain Distillery, the best place to get your hard alcohol mix. They have it all. Also, if you like beer, like Tori and Ripper and my brother, choose. Choose. Choose Molson. Molson. We're buddy. about to get into beer season here. So thanks to oh. Davey for sponsoring. Patio. See, I got to call Dave actually. Get him back on to restock the boys. It uh, is straight up, straight up Molson and Pilsner and Coors season. And last Mountain Distillery. Also, reminder I'm wearing a sick quarters up here. Check out Cutter Buck Clothing, Cutter Buck Canada. Check him out. Unbelievable stuff. Um, I literally six wear threads you got wearing right now. Thick. It's thick. Um, check. where were you last night? A little bar stamp there on your left hand. Oh, that's writing to myself. Oh, <laughs> you're going after last night. On a, on a... It's got my mother in law's name and target and tax. So, reminder last mountain distillery, Molson Tours, please do it responsibly. Um, episode 114, Brandon Prust. Tori, I want to ask one question. This is the Facebook post I reminded myself now after the show, you asked uh, if you're a kid or know someone that eats an apple or asks for an apple and has two bites of it and it throws it away or lets it sit. Yes, I still do that sometimes. Now, my assistant coach, I don't know about you. We were on a bus trip one time this year already and we're going to like a Cinnaboy, I think. And he's eating an apple. I'm like, okay, like whatever. Dude's eating an apple. I get it. You know, when you're down to the core, most 98% of the people in the world throw it away. Did he go, did he go all in? I went raw. The whole, <laughs> like, and I, I looked at, him, I'm like, I was like, dude, are you all right? He's like, what? And I'm like, you just ate the core. Like I heard that my mom said, like stunt your growth or whatever down the road. <laughs> like you can't eat that. Like there's seeds in there. And he goes, no, it's good for you. I'm like, Dude, you're eating an apple whole. Holy, his intestines must be made of fucking titanium. <laughs> so I've never seen someone till this year eat a full apple. That's like eating a whole orange. Eat just, the peel. Eat it all. Eat the banana peel. Everything. Just have it. Just, just don't <laughs> waste it. Like, you know, I can't believe it. So have you ever seen someone or another bizarre situation that you've seen someone just eat something just the whole thing uh no not not to that i i i have seen people eat a whole onion like like it was an apple yeah in a movie like shrek makes sense but like i mean no i've seen it in real life really eat it like it was an apple weird weirdos we gotta put yeah. a poll out would you eat an apple full core or not and the other facebook thing hey, that, that, hey we're talking that's a about, full core meal oh or hardcore. Um, the other thing hardcore. we were talking about, or 
the other Facebook thing that you might have been talking about was last night. So we, you know, we got this new house and it's it's wicked, and we got this kick-ass back back deck with a roof over it. And I was watching the hockey game last night, and fucking someone, I don't know, our the houses in this neighborhood are spaced out like real far apart. So I have no clue who it was. Sorry, my kid just got home. Um, What's up, goose? But some no, it's actually bug this time. But someone was grilling, and I don't know what they were making, but holy shit, it smelled good. And I was so pissed off. Like I was like, I want that in my mouth right now. She said, "Okay, Tori, let's talk to you next week. Great episode this week. Let's give a round of applause." Brandon Prest. Golf putt. Golf putt. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it. If you didn't listen to it all, listen to it, rewind this thing, and go back and listen to it. It's a great episode. Brandon Prest, episode 114. Tori will talk to you next week. Everyone else out there, have a great and safe weekend. I will talk to you next week. Peace. See you. Roll Tide.